too. We are a long distance, interracial, multicultural, couple of introverts from different planets. And this is on your planet. So, my love, um, how would you describe me for the people? <laughs> yeah, so this is our first episode and I guess it is a good idea to introduce uh, who, who, who we're working with. Um, <laughs> you, you, honey, you are, uh, you are a caring, considerate. Is that in- it? I'm, I'm, I'm thinking <laughs> intelligent person. Actually, one of the, the smartest people I know. Whoa. Yeah. You don't know many people. <laughs> No, I think it's because you are so well-read and you <clears throat> know so many things about so many different topics that you can have a conversation with, I think, anybody and, and actually uh, be able to carry on an, an interesting I can dialogue. have a conversation with um, someone who just speaks Chinese. Okay, yeah. That, that might be a little difficult. <laughs> true, true. I didn't think about that scenario. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> I'm trying. Wait. Sorry. Well, it's okay. On. Uh, also, on, on saying how amazing. <laughs> I should also say you live in London. I do. So just, just, just you know, let's set the floor work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but you are from Stoke-on-Trent. Oh, North Staffordshire, as my mother would insist upon it. Yeah. <laughs> sounds, sounds fancy. It does sound fancy. Um. Yeah. You're, you're a British man. I'm <laughs> British man. <laughs> you also have um, beautiful eyes, a great head of hair, and um, long limbs. You are very tall. Thank so you. Physically attractive. Ticks the boxes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. how, how would you describe me to the people? Um, <laughs> hello, people. Well, you are very caring thoughtful, considerate, beautiful human being. Um, I think one of the one of the most attractive things about you is your um, quest for self-improvement and self-awareness. Well, your quest for self-improvement makes you very self-aware and your impact on everyone you come into contact with and the wider world around you. And I think that's a very beautiful thing as well as being a very beautiful woman in this world Aww. that is blessed to have you in it. Oh my gosh, that was really nice. I am really nice <gasps> because you're really nice. <laughs> I'm not really nice about everybody, <laughs> just, just you. Uh, full disclaimer, this uh, we had a bit of a recording situation. We. <laughs> in charge of the recording <laughs> we we this is a team effort oh, okay. honey okay. um we thought we recorded a, a full episode uh, just minutes ago and turned out it only recorded the first seven seconds so um we had already answered this question uh but what a great seven seconds though. yeah <laughs> top top notch um, but it was really good. I mean, wow, I did not expect to, for you to say such wonderful things about me a second time around in, in a different way and make me kind of blush a little bit. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I'm not gonna say the. Well, it's just kind of the same thing, but um, yeah. Maybe I just like hearing about how wonderful I am. Well, <laughs> who doesn't? Yeah. Um, and I, I know that was a lot of touchy-feely stuff for an English man. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm I'm feeling quite emotional right now. <laughs> you might need a nap after this. Oh, I definitely need a nap. <laughs> Um, cool. So, uh, a couple of our segments for each episode um, will include a topical news story from each of our planets, given the interesting times that we're living in. Oh, I, I forgot to mention in the description that um, uh, this lady lives in Los Angeles via the east coast of Merlin. Or Maryland, as I would say. But Merlin, as people well, from there Merlin. apparently say. Merlin. What did it say? Merlin. Merlin. Yeah. yeah. Am I saying it right? Merlin. It's far from it. Oh. <laughs> far from Yeah, I live in Los Angeles. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, for now. For now. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, all right, so let's go into our topical news story. Would you like to begin? Okay, well, I would like your opinion on the big topical news story most recently in the United Kingdom, which is the resignation speech of Theresa May. Poor Theresa had a little cry at the end of her speech. I personally, I feel sorry for her. I think she's tried to do the best she can in a dire situation and everyone else ran away from that situation. But she has kind of messed up a bit. So as um, a person from another planet, what would be your view on poor Teresa? Not that I'm influencing your view, but poor Teresa. <laughs> oh, Teresa, or as some say, poor Teresa. Mm-hmm. Um, I think seeing her speech was... Um, it was interesting because she definitely held up a brave face until the very end. And I think she just, um, you know, her voice cracked. Uh, her, her, te- her eyes got... A little watery um, and she cut it short and she walked away um, and it, I think we all know that feeling when we try our best at something and it just didn't happen or you know the stars just would not align no matter how much we would try to force it um, and you know that's I know it's the feeling of defeat it's tough and the whole world was watching her um, I I think a lot of people have changed their minds about Brexit um, because they've had more time to think about it. They see how difficult um, it is to actually execute something like this. Um, and I would love a reboot. Now I don't know how that could be possible. I don't. I don't know the rules around that, but I think uh, something something has to change. So, Teresa. Take a nap. You deserve it. She definitely needs a nap as well. Everyone should have a nap. Yeah. Naps for all. Naps for all. That's going to be my manifesto when I reach power. <laughs> Naps for all. Lovely. Spanish do it, don't they? Siestas. Yeah. Um, look at where it's... Well, yeah, they're, they're not in a very good state. So <laughs> maybe not. Maybe I'm going to change my policies. Uh-oh. Mm. You have time to think about that. Yeah, a good night's sleep for all, but no naps during the day. Uh, unless you really need it. Yeah, that's a good policy, right? It is. Mm. I vote for shorter work days. Who doesn't? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyway. My news story is about 
the billionaire Robert F. Smith, who gave the commencement speech at Morehouse College and at the end promised to pay off all of the graduates' student loans. How incredible. I mean, I was, I was excited as if these were my little brothers, my little nephews or cousins. I'm, I'm not that old where I can, you know, say yeah. little, but maybe like, maybe like my twin brother. Let's say it like that. Well, <laughs> that's, that was me. Yeah. Maybe in between the two. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, so Robert F. Smith is actually, uh, the wealthiest black American. Um, and I would have you guess how much he's worth, but you already know he's worth five billion. That's right, and that's I remembered. Uh huh. That's two point four billion more than Oprah, our oh. beloved Oprah. Yeah. So he's doing he's doing the damn thing. Um, how did he earn his money? He's an entrepreneur and a founder of an invest an investment fund. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, go ahead. You're no, nice. no, Karen. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, in case you guys don't know, Morehouse is a historically black college and university, specifically for black men. Um, And I think they deserve, I think black men deserve a break like this. I mean, we know that it's been quite challenging, um, you know, the past couple hundred years, but also in the past like couple of years with police brutality and um, so many systematic issues that you know, kind of hold the black man back. So if we can get every chance for a win, I'm, I'm 100% for. Um, and I think this on an individual level sets up the students to begin their adult lives on a good foot. I mean, not to have student loan debt. That's such a burden that is lifted off of their shoulders. Question. Answer. Um, if your 22 year old self was suddenly freed of all student debt now and for any remaining years left the university um would you continue to be as frugal as you might otherwise or would you go out and buy stuff and spend that money that is an excellent question that is a different question than the last time yeah i've had thinking time yeah I think I love saving money generally. Mm-hmm. So I think I'll always be frugal. Fr- frugal. 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 Yeah, that's the French version of frugal. Frugal. I'll always be frugal. Um, <laughs> but I would have, I think I would have been a little bit reckless with the extra, you know, X hundred amount of dollars I would have in my pocket every month. Mm-hmm. I, I hope someone, a parent or, you know, a wiser uncle or something would tell me you need to be saving up for an investment of sorts. Maybe Robert F. Smith can put in a caveat to his um, uh, kind offer and say, he'll pay it all off as long as you don't squander the same amount of money during the same period and think it's okay because you ain't got no student loans. Mm. Mm. Maybe you could write to him and say that to him and say, oh, and by the way, can you pay mine off? <laughs> Thought about that. The letters in the works. Mm, well, I'm pretty sure you're 
uh, a few million down in the queue. People have already <laughs> written off their letters. Uh, Robert, um, hi Robert. Uh, you know that that thing you did the other day? <laughs> Help. This actually puts a lot of pressure on other commencement speakers in the future. Yep. Especially if you are a million or billions there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oprah spoke at my commencement. She's got money. I know. Right to her. Yeah, like, Dear we, Oprah. Can we backdate this? Yeah. <laughs> uh, just a couple of quick facts I think are important to, to, to say um, because there is quite a difference in higher education financing between our two planets. Um, so Americans, uh, the class of 2018, on average had about $29,000 in debt after graduating and their parents took out about $35,000 in loans so that their kids could go to school. Wow. Yeah, so it's not just a student issue, it's a parent issue too. Killing the American dream. Yeah, I mean, and with that, a lot of millennials are not going through the, the traditional um, milestones in life, like having a house, having kids, um, you know, choosing to get married because there is this extra burden of student loan debt on them. Um, so it, it is definitely changing the fabric of what the American dream is. We'll mm. see what that really means. Mm. Mm-hmm. There's a movie in there somewhere. Yeah, definitely. Mm. If you have movie ideas and you want to uh, have us as writers upon your movie with such amazing insights, then please get in touch. I'll be an advisor. I don't know about a writer. Uh, uh, I, I can write. I've, I've got a pen. I can write. <laughs> got some papers on everything. Yeah. All the tools. Anyway, shall we talk about quirky differences between the United States of the America and the United Kingdom? I'm down. Um, eggs. We need to talk about eggs. When we go to the supermarket, here, i.e. grocery store in the Americas, um, our eggs are not in the fridge. And when we go over to the America, the eggs are all in the fridge. Yeah. Right now we are currently together in London town and we went grocery shopping the other day and the eggs were right next to the pasta. Mm-hmm. In the pasta aisle. Just hanging out, just chilling. Room temperature. I was going to say, they're not chilling. Your eggs are chilling. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, yeah, it's bizarre. It, but the first time I saw it was when I came to your house and the eggs were in kind of like the pantry area. And I was like, uh, did you forget to put this in the refrigerator? <laughs> nope. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I put my eggs in the fridge for some reason. I've influenced you. Mm. I think you have. Do you know why? Why I put it in the fridge? No. Or why you Americans? Yeah. Yes, it's because you have a different process. Um, I was going to say manufacturing process, but you don't manufacture eggs because that would be weird. Mm -hmm. You just like get a chicken to do stuff. But um, (laughs) you wash them during that process and then that makes, that cuts off a layer, which I think a cuticle layer of the egg making them more porous and therefore more susceptible to bacteria ingesting within the egg and um, ruining the eggs Mm -hmm. whereas we just like 
Oh, you come, little chicken. Pop that egg. All right, egg. Supermarket. Eat. <laughs> so, yeah. no, no need for an open refrigeration. But there is a need in the UK, in my opinion, to just wash off the shell before you crack that egg open. Just, just wash it off so you can remove any leftover debris or feathers. Yeah, but it's good having seen the feather on the egg. You know it's come from a chicken. I think that would be the day that I turned vegan. If I saw a feather on an egg, that'd be it. No, you would not. You'd be like, oh, thank goodness that's from a, a chicken and not a camel. <laughs> Imagine if it was a camel egg. Oh my god. <laughs> that'd be huge. Yeah, and sandy. <laughs> Adds a little texture. <laughs> All right. All right, and our last segment is what are you loving besides me? <laughs> <laughs> Well, recently I read the trilogy from Canadian author, Margaret Atwood, uh, the Mad Adam trilogy, which I would recommend to anyone who, people may be familiar with her work um, because she's the author of the original novel, The Handmaid's Tale, made into a miniseries by maybe Netflix, maybe someone else, but popular anyway, winning awards and Grammys and all that nonsense. Um, and the Mad Adam trilogy, which starts with a book called Oryx and Craig, then The Year of the Flood, then Mad Adam, is similarly based in a dystopian future where humans have had a negative impact on the earth and it's a fight for survival. It's beautifully written, brilliant, brilliant, but it's better, better written than I can talk. And. Um, <laughs> It is uh, yeah, a wonderful series about human nature, human impact in the science fiction kind of world, which she is the ultimate um, writer at that kind of situation. So I would recommend it for anyone. Yeah, that's what I've um, enjoyed and loved recently. Nice. Your voice was like so calming, kind of like an ASMR. I, what, from, what? You falling asleep? No, I'm still here. Okay. <laughs> I'm still here. But you, it was like, yeah, you, you definitely sounded like an author or something reading. Oh. Yeah. It was nice. That's good. Okay. So, uh, pressure for me well, yeah. to put on my ASMR voice. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So. <laughs> so, my love, what have you been listening to? Or watching recently, or reading. I have been loving Stevie Wonder. The gift that Stevie Wonder is for all of our ears. I mean, the, he is such a musical genius, and this is not new to me. Um, it's not new to you or anyone out there, but we need to remember our greats, especially the ones who are still here in the living realm. I, I, I would agree. I would agree. He is a genius. And a living legend. Oh my gosh. I um, 100% hope and plan to see him in the flesh, in concert, live, one day. Yes, because that would be, that would make my year. What's your favorite Stevie song? Okay, there are a lot of songs I love. Um, he just has a way... His music has a way of like bringing you out of a meh mood, or even if you don't need to pick me up, it's just like such feel good energy. I mean, um, okay. To answer your question, 
Uh, my favorite song is As. Mm. A-S, As. That's a beautiful song. Always. That's right. Oh my gosh. Um, I th- I I said th- I agree. He's got a lot of songs. I think my favorite song of his on Once a Year is Happy Birthday. Happy birthday to you. Yeah, it's not my birthday, but thank you. <laughs> but Once a Year, cause, and my birthday, not someone else's, because I'm selfish. Um, so yeah, thanks, Stevie. So we should. I should sing that to you on your birthdays. Yes. That's yeah, in Black American culture, um, we typically sing the Stevie Wonder version of Happy Birthday. Not the Happy Birthday to you. Eh. Happy Birthday. Yeah. We, you know what? Sometimes we do start with that version, and then someone will kick off the Stevie Wonder, and we'll roll with that for a while. There's a Chinese um, scientist called Tu Yu Yu. Can you imagine singing happy birthday to her? Happy birthday to you, to you, you. Happy birthday to you, to you, you. It'd be so confusing. Oh my gosh. But she uh, helped to eradicate malaria across vast swathes of the globe with um, developing a vaccine. Oh, yeah. I had to take that vaccine when I went to Ghana. Yeah, well, you should thank to you, you. One of my friends, who you know, also went to Ghana and stopped taking her vaccine and got malaria. Mm-mm. So, anyway, enough about that. Thank you guys for joining us for the first episode of On Your Planet. It was a lot of fun, even though we had to record it twice, but I had just as much fun the second time as the first. The first was a warm-up. This is a real deal. Yeah. We are, like, expert podcasters now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Okay, nice. <laughs> So the next time you guys hear from us, we'll be in our respective lands, and uh, we'll see how that works out. Let's do it. Let's do it. Now we get to eat our treats. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. Is that recording? Now it is. Okay. <laughs> Shall we start? All right, let's start. Okay. We are a long distance. Interracial, multicultural, couple of introverts from different planets. Welcome to On Your Planet.